Welcome back everyone to the second part of the episode Macroeconomics Impact on Personal Finance. I'm your host Ashish Shabla and in the first part I explored the broader economic picture with Mr. Nilesh Shah, Managing Director at Kotak Mahindra Asset Management. We discussed how India despite global uncertainties stands as an oasis in the desert of economic challenges. As per Mr. Shah, India is becoming the global growth engine. supported by robust indicators such as economic growth, inflation control and substantial foreign exchange reserves. In case you missed that, then I recommend you have a listen. I'll be waiting right here. Now, in part 2, I continue my discussion with Mr. Shah. Mr. Shah, welcome back. I'm quite interested in knowing your views on how is the job market faring in light of recent economic developments and what advice do you have for individuals? So, Ashish bhai, we really don't get a real good quality data on employment our feeling is that india has a problem of skill not jobs if i want to hire a compliance officer i'm struggling if i want to hire a digital person digital talent i'm struggling on the other hand there are many people who are available to do let's say lower quality work our challenge is how do i shift people on the skill curve if you want to hire a plumber or an electrician or a carpenter ashish bhai you know very well they are not easily available so on one side we have lack of jobs everyone wants government jobs because they are lifelong employment but people don't want to work in acquiring skills which will de- deploy them readily so as a nation our problem is less of unemployment but more of providing skills with which people can be employed so this is a problem which private and public both have to tackle but couple of things which are very interesting for example very recently we heard state of uttar pradesh sending people to israel for certain kind of work india should become preferred supplier of talent to the rest of the world they want access to our economy through capital markets and foreign direct investment well please give us access to your labor market and you know indians can do all kinds of work which rest of the world needs the second thing is skilling people so for example government of india runs a program to teach japanese i think in northeast india and those people are getting employed in japan easily getting assimilated in japanese culture we are today getting 125 billion dollar in remittance we can probably look to double that by providing necessary skill sets to indian which then caters to the world so skilling people should be priority of india so that they get employed not only in india but also outside of india so long back someone had mentioned that don't bet against america i would like to rephrase it saying that don't bet against india we are like our indian world cup cricket team for 8 years consecutively indian equity markets have delivered positive return now will there be one match where we'll probably lose of course yes but will we continue to remain top team in the world answer is undoubtedly yes there are three things which are happening in india which gives us confidence about economy 
first is the talent retention earlier our graduates from iit iim used to go abroad for better opportunities that talent drain throughout 50s 60s 70s 80s and 90s resulted in indian talent working for global companies and they were so good that they are running those companies today asatya nadella runs microsoft asinder pichai runs google ashantanu narayan runs adobe now those talent are staying back some might be going abroad but many are staying back in india tomorrow's fortune 500 companies will be developed created nurtured in india the second thing is capital earlier if our parents didn't fund us it was very difficult to start a business you really required money from your parents and relatives to become a businessman today there is private equity venture capital money available you if you have idea you will be able to raise capital and as i mentioned earlier we are probably having one of the best infrastructure in our history it lacks peer group but compared to our past standards we have almost doubled our infrastructure over last decade combination of this talent capital and infrastructure gives confidence about future economy if economy does well cow india inc or corporate india will do well and correspondingly equity markets will do well stocks are slave of earning power so my recommendation to investors will be don't bet against india do not bet against india this leads me to understand your perspectives on investment strategies for individuals how should we approach investment and what measures can we take to mitigate risks so ashish bhai risk and reward are two sides of a coin there is no free lunch in the world you have to take risk to generate return now what is risk risk is not knowing what you are doing if i decide to jump from 10th floor well that's no longer a risk because i very well know that i will break my body i'll break my bones and yet if i jump it's stupidity the best portion the best part for investors will be to understand risk and manage it for example lot of people are worried about prices coming down well don't look at daily price movement look at monthly quarterly and yearly price movement you will see very rarely markets have given negative return over a period of longer horizon sometimes people are worried about volatility in market prices going up and down but convert this into opportunity when things are cheaper you should buy more a strong asset allocation a sound asset allocation will make correction your friend rather than fearful so by managing asset allocation by taking longer term horizon i think investors will be able to overcome risks of the market thank you for sharing this mr shah your advice is to stay invested for a long term in the market however the reality is quite different right the mutual fund industry has surpassed the 50 lakh crore aum yet still 50% of people withdraw their mutual fund investments within one year what do you think is the reason for this and how can we overcome this behavior so 
it's not only in India, but also globally, where fund return and investors' returns does not necessarily come together. In fact, in US, in a study, they found that only those investors who were dead, their returns were similar to the fund return because you couldn't transact. Now, clearly, we don't want investors to be dead, but it just shows that you have to give time to your investments in order for them to make money. The best way to do it, and one of my distributor friend has been doing it consistently, whenever you put an application, on that application form, he makes you write why you are putting this money. This is for daughter's education. This is for my retirement life. This is for son's wedding. And whenever his clients come for redemption, he will ask, is your daughter going to college? Is your son getting married? Are you retiring? If answer is no, then please stay invested. Don't read it. Attaching an objective, an emotional objective or a goal to the investments will ensure that you don't read it in, in between. That's a valuable tip, I think. Attaching emotional value enables you to compartmentalize investments, fostering a longer investment horizon. Now shifting to a broader topic of geopolitics. With constant war situations over the past two years, do you believe it's advisable to vigilantly monitor development in this area? So undoubtedly, Ashish, by geopolitically, things are challenging. Russia, Ukraine, while might be in page three or four, it is still simmering. Israel, Hamas is on the boil. And who knows what will happen in China and Taiwan. I'm remembering a Panchatantra story. There was this story of two cats and one monkey. Two cats find a piece of bread. And since they couldn't divide amongst themselves, they went to monkey. And monkey, in the garb of dividing bread, ate everything. Today, there are two blocks, China and Russia on one side, US and Europe on the other side. We are somewhere in the middle. We have to play our cards well so that we can continue to get benefit from both. Let's import cheaper oil from Russia. And let's also get jet engine manufacturing technology from US. If we keep our interest in mind and play our cards well, geopolitics will be beneficial to us. So clearly, Ashish Bhai, all of us are going to live longer thanks to advancement of medical sciences. Most of us are likely to have a retired life which will be longer than our working life. Now, to our parent, we were their retirement solution. But I wouldn't like to burden my kids. We have to And which is why it is extremely important for us that we see our economy growing, our market growing, so that Indian citizens' wealth keeps on increasing. As an individual, I have to vote for sensible government. I have to vote for sensible economy so that both myself and my kids live in a prosperous India. I couldn't agree more with you, sir. Every macro factor affects the micro and vice versa. For a better future, we must educate ourselves, stay aware of the trends and think in a structured way to progress sensibly toward our financial goals. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Mr. Shah. 
Do you have any practical advice for the listeners? So, investment is all about common sense, and lot of people don't use it very commonly. About eighteen crore plus Indians have traded in cryptos, and most of them would have lost money. Ten odd crore Indians have played gaming in order to make money, and probably majority would have lost. There are people who buy lotteries. There are people who gamble to become rich overnight. Majority of them are failure. There are people who trade in futures and options on stocks, commodities, and majority of them are again on the losing side. I will recommend people that please, there is no shortcut in life. Money management is very very serious business, and hence a professional fund manager like a mutual fund. Is a better place. Three things are critical for people to build financial security. First is regular investment. Little drops of water make an ocean. Please run your systematic investment plan in few equity mutual funds. Second is long-term investment. Jaldi ka kam setan ka. Same thing is true in investment. You have to give time to your investments to grow, and finally, don't put all eggs in one basket. Just because small and mid caps have done well, should I put money in small and mid cap? Just because that stock is run, should I put money there? Answer is clearly no. You have to maintain a basket of debt, equity, gold, and real estate, which will provide you real return year after year and help you build financial security. So my recommendation to investors: Don't bet against India. Be a regular investor. Be a long-term investor, and be a disciplined investor. Thank you, Mr. Shah, for those profound insights. It is quite clear that macroeconomic trends affect our investment portfolios. To simplify the understanding of such indicators, One Finance has developed a macroeconomic tool. that makes it incredibly easy for you to comprehend current trends and predict movements enabling intelligent investment decisions to delve into the detailed work carried out by one finance let me share my conversation with animesh hardia senior vice president quantitative research at one finance who explained the efforts invested in building this tool our primary objective with this macroeconomic research tool that we have developed is to connect the macro with the micro and by macro i mean the broader economic activity that happens around us which is influenced both by domestic and global factors and by micro i mean the human level financial decision making so through our research what we realized was there's a big disconnect between personal finance and macroeconomics um and so we are here to bridge that so we mostly rely on leading indicators based on traditional and alternative data sources to get a broad gauge of the direction of the economy so you can think of it in this way that instead of using a lagging indicator like inflation in our calculations um we use the broader consumption and production patterns to predict the direction of inflation so similarly we have uh, leading indicators for interest rate we have leading indicators for domestic and global economic activity financial sector health capital market dynamics etc great this requires immense real time research isn't it 
So what inspired One Finance to make such a fantastic tool? If you look around us, uh, most of the consumption of macroeconomic research happens on an institutional client level or uh, mostly the ultra-rich clients uh, or on a fund manager level. Um, if you look at it deeply, the middle net worth class of India does not get the benefit of this world-class research facility that we already have in India. So um, what inspires us is that drive to simplify and make this world-class research available for the middle net worth group of India and bring them a framework for combining um, financial decision-making with good quality macroeconomic research. This, in my opinion, is democratizing quality information for end users. Help me also understand how we can use this tool. Yeah, so let me explain that with examples. Assume that an individual with a salary of 1 lakh per month at the end of 2021 decides to purchase a home and purchase that with a 50 lakhs loan at roughly 7% interest rate, a floating interest rate loan for 20 years. So we are assuming that the individual decided to max out the EMI in order to pay down the loan as soon as possible. So the EMI works out to roughly 39,000. Now, fast forward two years to today, when their repo rate has increased from 4% to 6.5%. So interest rate on that loan would likely have gone up to 9.5%. Now, with that interest rate, and assuming the EMI remains the same 39,000, the tenure, which was originally 20 years, would have extended to 33 years. So why your objective initially would have been to pay it as soon as possible, you are ending up in a situation where you have more than 50% of the tenure left even after two years of repayment. So the main crux of doing what we are doing is building that advanced guiding system where people are not surprised when such things happen. They are preemptively ready with actions that they need to take during getting into such financial choices. Thank you, Animesh. Success in this field revolves around grasping trends, staying informed about current and future movements, and ultimately making data-driven decisions to minimize risk and maximize investments. To access the tool, please visit the One Finance website. Well, this brings me to the end of the episode. Let's take control of our financial destinies with confidence and mindfulness. If you found this valuable, then help us spread the message. And until next time, stay financially empowered. This is Temperament by One Finance, produced by Wine Studio, and I'm your host, Ashish Shabla. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.